Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at a crossroads, the place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers and the road ahead was unclear. However, we decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week where we share simple strategies to get you unstuck in life and business and on your way to living the life you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shalini House, and this is the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired show. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest, Jennifer Becker. Jennifer is a successful professional wife and mother of two daughters. She is thriving both professionally and personally, having achieved that seemingly impossible goal that many women pursue, the balance between family and career. In 2014, Jennifer took a huge leap and decided to break free from the walls of a corporate J-O-B after 15 years in the supply chain industry. She did this to pursue her dreams of owning and operating her own business. She has worked to replace her six-figure corporate salary within a year in order to be present for those important family moments. And now she enjoys helping other women do the same. One of the ways Jennifer helps female entrepreneurs is by hosting monthly masterminds. Well, welcome, Jennifer. We're so excited to have you today. Hi, thank you for having me on. And you are the mastermind expert. I have had the pleasure and privilege of sitting in your mastermind. So I am really excited to do a deep dive today on masterminds, the power of being in masterminds and just that group uh, accountability. But before we do that, I really want to just hear a little bit about your story. I know we touched on some high points, but tell us a little bit about how you got here and maybe some times that you had to pivot in your corporate career or starting your own business? Absolutely. Well, I just say that I'm wired to work. I started working at 14 and, you know, shaved ice cart in the mall. And, you know, by 16, I was managing that. And that I think was kind of the first taste of, I'm actually pretty good at managing and training and mentoring people. And from there, it just kind of progressed. I, I guess I just had that leadership quality within. And so I worked from a young age. I bought my first house when I was 18. So having a mortgage at a young age was also motivation to keep working. So I worked full time putting myself through college and just kept climbing that corporate ladder. I did meet my husband in my early 20s. And, you know, like many young newly married couples, we thought we'd start a family and Things just didn't go as planned. We struggled with some infertility issues for a while. So I thought, well, I'll just be really good at my career. And so by the age of 26, I was a manager running an international organization. And by 30, I was a director. However, I did end up having children in there. And 
I think that was the point kind of in my life where I thought, okay, something's got to change. I need to pivot, if you will. Our second daughter was born with some significant health issues. And I knew that I was good at my job and it was just trying to figure out how could I have a career outside of corporate, still earn income. We were living in Southern California at the time. And if you know anything about that, it's pretty <laughs> pricey and two incomes was just what we were accustomed to. And so that's what I did. I just decided I was going to figure it out. Okay. I love that. First of all, I love the term wired to work. That that actually describes me to a T and I've never heard that term. So thank you for giving me some new uh, language around why I love to work sometimes more than I think I should. So that that's awesome. <laughs> but to that point, you talked about how you transitioned the same skill set of managing employees from a corporate setting into your owning your own business. That probably took, was a little bit scary at first and, you know, maybe took some like courage to step out and you talked about replacing your corporate income, which was six figures within one year. So talk a little bit about what you were feeling and thinking and saying and doing all during that time and just take us back there and, and cause that takes guts and it takes courage to, to take the action. So just walk us through that process a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was absolutely scared, nervous, excited, all of the emotions. I also had, you know, my husband in the background who's wanting to be super supportive <laughs> of what I'm trying to accomplish, but also skeptical and hesitant. And I knew the consumer products good industry really well. That's what I was doing at the time. And so I knew I could partner with a company as a 1099 rep, and there was an opportunity to train and mentor others, which is a bit different because they don't necessarily work for you. They're partnered with you. And obviously very similar to a real estate agency or an insurance agency as the broker, the better your agents do, the better you know, you're know you going to do, but how do you continue to motivate people to go forward and work and do the necessary things. And, you know, as I said, I'm wired to work. I just, I like working. It's fun. I, I guess that's part of enjoying your career as well. I, you know, when I was in college, they said, we have this new program where, you know, I was majoring in business management and they said you could minor in supply chain and it was all about negotiation and products. I thought that was so interesting. So I, I think if you enjoy what you do, it's kind of fun to to work. But the thing about it is I did want that balance. So I do enjoy being able to work on my schedule. And one of the biggest things I think about leading people is you have to be willing to do whatever your expectations of them are. And so mm. because it's hard, they see that and they're not scared to jump in with me because they know I'll be there and they know I'll be right by their side. That that's awesome. I love that you talked about the transformation from the corporate and, and you're right. We do have a lot of other things to think about just besides our own job, but like the family, the kids, the husband, the support. And, and I know a lot of women specifically deal with that. So your advice was just to keep going, keep doing it and just to take that action and to do it wisely, but not stay stuck in that corporate job. Is that correct? And I think sometimes we're trying to figure it out or we think we have to know all the moving pieces. And 
I'm just one of those jump in and figure it out as you go. You'll I figure, love that. You'll figure it out. I mean, you just, you know, there's always someone that knows a little bit more than you. So align yourself with those people and learn from them. Which takes me exactly to where I want to go with you today to talk about our journey, our business journey, and the people that we need in our journey. And I've always told my coaching clients, there's three different people you need in your journey. The first one is the people who are further ahead than you, the the mentors, the coaches, usually five or more years ahead. They have learned a lot of stuff the hard way, and they can take years off of your journey by just you know investing in yourself and learning from them and sitting at their feet. Uh, learning from their mistakes and 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 that. So there's the coaches and the mentors that are ahead of you. But then there's the people that are next to you. And those are your peers. Those are your accountability partners. Those are the people that are literally in the trenches with you, whether you're in a direct sales company, a service-based business, our product, we all have a lot of the same things that we're dealing with on a, on a day-to-day basis. And that's where what we're going to talk about in a moment, the masterminds really come in. And then the last person or group of people are the people behind you, the people that you can pour into, that you can train and you can give back to because, you know, we want to help them along. And I always say I had twins, so I never had the chance to learn from my parenting mistakes and have the second child. So I try to pay that forward in my business and I learn all my mistakes and my my mistakes in my business and I train others behind me because I guess I miss that, you know, that role in my parenting journey. So I, I fulfill it in my business journey. But let's circle back to the masterminds and just tell us a little bit about your mastermind journey and that importance of finding a mastermind in your own fresh professional career. Okay. So I was in supply chain and I worked in a very male dominated industry and there weren't a lot of women in management. And so my boss, you know, would get things from different companies and he said, Hey, do you know what a mastermind is? I said, I don't have a clue. And he said, well, I got an invitation and it said, if I have any female leaders, there is a mastermind for female leaders in supply chain. And he wondered if I wanted to attend. And we had to do continuing education credits uh, in our careers. And so I said, sure, I'm open to it. Sounds interesting. And what I learned was it was a group of women from all different industries, but the one commonality that we had was supply chain. So from consumer product goods, from automotive, aerospace, everything in between. And we would get together and we would discuss challenges that we were having in our individual businesses. And sometimes it was things like being a mom and having a career and a leadership position. Other times it was HR issues or it was negotiation things. And so we realized that we were more powerful as a group versus trying to figure it out individually. So when I stepped away from my corporate career and then started working for myself, that was one of the pieces I really missed. I missed having coworkers and I missed having that collaboration piece And at the time I was running a women's networking group, but a networking group is very different from a mastermind group because networking, you're there, you're getting to know each other. Sometimes you're figuring out how you can be ideal referrals for each other, but a mastermind is really kind of diving in, focusing on specific topics and then learning and masterminding together and finding solutions. So I put it out there and I said, you know, if there's any 
entrepreneurs who are in this group and you really want to work and move forward on maybe some common issues that we have or challenges or ideas, I'm going to form this group. And I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I did have a bit of a footprint from the corporate mastermind that I had been a part of. And so it started out really small, just a few of us getting together at a Panera, and then it got larger and larger. And then we started renting conference rooms. And before I knew it, we just had this extraordinary group of women. And a lot of great things ended up coming out of that for my business personally, I wanted to have a referral program and one of the women helped me design what a referral program would look like because she happened to be a recruiter. And so she was used to, you know, pay structures for corporate companies and how could we switch that over? I wanted really to master time management and there was a coach in there and she was just super good. And then I, you know, mastered that. And so it was just different things that as a group of small female entrepreneurs, we wanted to master and topic by topic, we would just kind of tackle them. And I just loved it so much. And so when I moved to Idaho, it was something that I still wanted in my life. And it, again, it started out small. And now you see the group of women we have, it's just such a powerhouse group. I think you touched on two very important things with a mastermind. First of all, I like that you discussed it's across different industries, like your most recent mastermind, because I feel like all of our industries can kind of become an echo chamber. We're saying the same things, we're doing the same things, we're trying the same marketing strategies. So when you step outside of your box and you join a mastermind of other people that are on the same business journey, but maybe not within your same industry, it really opens up your world as to how other people are operating, questions people are asking in other industries, just ideas and all that. And I love from that group and the diversity in that group really leads you to getting new ideas. And, and you just, uh, the last mastermind we were in together, there was just such a flow of, of ideas and, and inspiration. So tell us a little bit about what you think makes a successful mastermind. If someone is sitting in their car today driving and maybe they are no part or they don't have any involvement in a mastermind, what are some of the things you would teach them to look for in a mastermind if they were wanting to join one or maybe start one? I typically say look for people who have common interests. So for example, in you know our current business mastermind that we take part in, it's all women who want to grow their business, you know, and I think most of us, right, we want to grow, we want to make more revenue and, and grow, not just as a business, but development as well, personally, professionally. And so that's what I find that is the common kind of denominator in our current mastermind. And like you said, the different industries, at the end of the day, we all have different issues and it's nice to hear you know, someone saying, Hey, I'm trying to come up with this new marketing strategy. And sometimes what I find is helpful is, you know, you're presenting your challenge, but because there's all these other people in the room looking at your business from the outside, a lot of times they'll bring up something you haven't thought of. And that's where the magic really happens is, you know, people looking from the outside, or, you know, maybe I could be a potential client of someone in the room and just saying, Hey, this is what I would love as a client. And so that's helpful too. The other big piece is finding an accountability partner. And I never even really had thought about accountability partners until I had joined that corporate mastermind, but you can have accountability partners 
in different areas of your life, whether it's, you know, maybe you want to have a fitness routine, grab a gym buddy, someone who's going to keep you accountable. It's a lot easier to wake up when you don't want to let that person down that's going to be there waiting for you or um, time management. If that's something you struggle with, you know, in that mastermind, you can find your people. And so even finding an accountability partner in business, which I always use you as an example, Shelly, because I just, I don't know, I think what you found in that mastermind is just such a beautiful collaboration and you and your accountability partner, you help so many people, you have these monthly sessions that we all love taking part in. And that to me is an example of just how it came together so beautifully. And both of your businesses have grown and flourished and we get to have that front row seat. That's, that's something I find interesting is when you go into a mastermind, that's the first step that you see when other people are serious about their business. There's a lot of networking groups out there and just a lot of people in general, and everyone is working their business at a different level. But when you see someone who's committed to showing up monthly to spend, you know, two hours going deep with other people and they're committed to that growth, that was my sign when I walked into the first mastermind. I looked around the room. I'm like, okay, these are the people that I'm going to go deeper with. I, I always leave in going deeper with a smaller group of people. And I knew that those were the people that were also interested in growing their business. And so that's just one way to kind of narrow that funnel when you're out in the world and you're networking and, and getting involved in all these local things is to find those people that are serious and they're, they're taking their business seriously and they really want to level up. So we talked about maybe, you know, what a mastermind is and maybe what, what do you think, how would you say, say you're wanting to start your own mastermind, you're living in a place that you don't have a mastermind or you're wanting to put something together. What are some of the things you think would be an important structure for a mastermind? Yeah. So I like to kind of gather everyone that wants to be a part of it. And I, as I mentioned, the common denominator is usually people who want to grow in business. And there's different rates of growth. There's people who want to double their business. There's people who, you know, are focused on growing clients or growing revenue. And so finding that sort of like person, right? We've done six-figure masterminds. So businesses that haven't yet hit six figures that are trying to get there right now, the one that I'm running is just people in general who want to have business growth. And then find out what are the strengths and weaknesses of those in the mastermind. And so that to me is kind of how you develop topics. So the way we run ours is every other month we have kind of what we'll say like an open mastermind where most people will present challenges that they're having in their business or an idea they want to implement and we help kind of problem solve. And then on those off the every other month we have topics. And the topics are based on what those in the mastermind have put out there hey, I want to master this, or I want to learn this. So we've had topics like time management or management systems and relationships, follow-up. So you can develop topics off of those in your mastermind. And then there's a lot of things that I can provide value and, you know, I can be the ex subject matter expert in, but then there's things that people will present to me kind of as the mastermind host. This is an issue or a challenge I'm having in my business. And that's not something that I've personally mastered or I've experienced. So go out and find someone who has the expertise and have them come in and give a, a little bit of a kind of educational moment, if you will. And so I would say usually about the first, we do two hours and the first 30 minutes is 
typically the education piece. And then that last hour and a half is a lot of collaboration and a lot of idea sharing. And I actually spoke to a woman who I said, you know, I just want to reach out to you and make sure you're getting value because you rarely, you know, present anything, challenges, issues or whatever. And I just want to make sure that you're finding value in the group. And she said, she's learned so much just from everybody else Mm -hmm. that it's every time she does think, oh, maybe I'll bring this issue or challenge to the table. Someone else is having it. And so she's just listening to everyone else try to help her, you know, problem solve and collaborate that she said, I just learned so much from listening to others Mm -hmm. that I don't really need to speak up. And I just thought, well, there you go. There's power even for the more introvert business owners. Thank you again for joining us today. Before we get back to our conversation, I just wanted to take a quick second to read a review from one of our amazing listeners. This one is titled Refreshing. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road. It's refreshing to listen to the Educated, Empowered, Inspired podcast. Quick takeaways and inspiration is exactly what I need in a podcast and helps me get through the week. Thank you so much, Sunshine57, for that review. We appreciate everyone's feedback as it allows us to tailor the show to what you guys want to hear. So thank you again for taking the time. Now back to our conversation. And that is true. You just, it's who you put yourself in the room with. And even if you don't want to come in and and sit in the hot seat or, you know, take a front row seat, everyone is talking about things that are going to be challenges in your business. So just sitting there and listening and absorbing, even if you just go for a whole year and sit in the room and take notes and just be part of that energy, it will transform your business and it will transform your life. Because I know from you, I've learned probably more about parenting uh, than that I have, you know, because one of the things my takeaway, just this little side story is one time you're like, don't assume your kids want you there for every activity. And I was like, ah, oh, wow. I had just assumed the seriously, you know, responsible mom would be at all the kids activities. So now I take that time. I'm like, how important is it for me to be at this thing today? And, you know, sometimes my kids don't, not at all, mom. And I'm okay, that's fine. We're going to cash those chips in when you really want there, me to be there. And so I'm not constantly trying to be all things to all people. And I'm really being intentional with them about what they want me to be at. So that's my biggest takeaway just from sitting at your feet and learning about parenting and business. And that really came from time management because my husband travels a lot for work. And so Monday through Friday, I'm kind of the only parent, if you will, around And I remember one time, you know, rescheduling a meeting and moving things around and doing all of this to go to an activity that my daughter had at the school and she had two lines and, you know, she saw me rushing in and, you know, she asked me where I was coming from. And I said, I'm so sorry. You know, I was running a little late, but I saw your part. And she just said, mom, why did you come? And I said, cause you're my daughter. What, didn't you want me there? And she said, no, I mean, I would have told you about it if I wanted, how did you know about it? I said, well, I got an email from the school that this was going on. And she said, I had two lines. I could have just done that at home for you. And she said, that wasn't worth missing a meeting. And so that's when I realized she wasn't that enthusiastic about it. She'd rather me be at a softball game or a mm-hmm. dance recital than two lines, uh, you know, at a school improv whatever it was for her drama class. And so that's when I thought, why am I trying to be everything to everyone? And it's the same with my husband. I finally just started asking, what do you want me at? Or what do you need me at? Because there's times where I've been invited to different business dinners and 
I'm sitting there not really feeling I fit in or, you know, maybe there's only one or two wives there. And so that's something we do as a family now. We sit down and we lay it out and, okay, what's important to you? What do you value? What, you know, what do you want me at? And I have found I don't have any mom guilt about it anymore Mm. either, being at everything. And again, that's time management that came out of a mastermind where someone said, you know, hey, I schedule all the negotiables. So all the things they absolutely have to be at, I mean, a non-negotiable, I have to take my kids to school and I have to pick them up and get them to sporting practices. But there are a lot of things, right, that they're involved in that, you know, do you need to be there? Maybe not. And so they calendar all their non-negotiables and then they, you know, figure out, okay, now I can calendar and work time and doctor's appointments and this and that. And it was such a powerful thing to me. So I'm glad that you now have that takeaway too, but it is so nice. It lets the mom guilt just kind of go. And, and that's exactly right. Like you, you may learn business and marketing, but you're going to learn how to do life and you're going to learn how to, you know, balance life and parenting and business and all that. So we have talked about so much today with all of the structure and what to look for. What would you say, I want to land this plane. If we could give our listeners one tactical or practical step to empower them like this week or this month, if they are looking to find an accountability partner or step into some type of a either already existing mastermind or start their own, what is one small step they could take? Find one person, you mm-hmm. and one other person. It'll start small. It's kind of the saying, if you build it, they will come. So if you just know one other person in your life who has like values or like goals and you both want to kind of grow together, then start there. Maybe you started a coffee shop and you work through challenges, just discussing challenges or your goals that you have in your business with one other person. I think there's science to it, right? Mm-hmm. When you say it loud and you say it to someone else, all of a sudden now you feel more accountable and you almost feel more motivated because it's not just now for you, it's for this other person and they're cheering for you. And from there, it can really grow, put it, put it out there. You know, if you're different members of different Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, Hey, I'm in this area. I really want to start this accountability group. Or if you're in a small town and you're just saying, Hey, there just aren't that many entrepreneurs who want to do it on zoom. I mean, Mm. my gosh, if the pandemic taught us anything, zoom, right. You can do something like this from anywhere. And I am part of a virtual mastermind as well. And I think there's power in that. There's power in doing it in person, but just find that one person who will run with you and start there. And they don't have to be in the same industry as you. Uh, I partnered for the first time with someone that was in a complete different industry, but we both wanted to grow and we both had big goals. And from there, like I said, it went from, you know, Panera to, you know, a bigger restaurant in a private room to all of a sudden we're renting a conference room at an office space because we had that many people that wanted to join with us. That's funny. I started my very first mastermind at Panera too. So there might be a, a oh, something. It, it was <laughs> it was pre-pandemic before Zoom and there were a bunch of us that met at a Panera in the Dallas area. And so, yeah, maybe Panera is part of the magic too. So because you that can get all, all our, the drink refills. Yeah, our Panera was <laughs> Panera in San Diego County. So yes. maybe, maybe that was it. <laughs> so find one person and there's power in sharing it and saying it out loud. And also just those me too moments because it lets you know you're not alone. So thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Jennifer, just about the small thing, because we always want to leave our listeners empowered. 
but tell everyone where they can find you and learn more about you. Okay. I am the natural wellness mom on Instagram. And from there you can get access to everything website. I typically update that more than anything else. And then also my Idaho bestie, we have a podcast and it's the Jen and Julie pod. And so we're on Instagram as well. And I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes. And we do, we talk about being moms in Idaho and running businesses and all the things. And if anything, you can just laugh with us. I actually really enjoy your podcast and and I love it because Julie and Jen are girl moms and boy moms. So they come at it with different age groups and different perspectives and even if you're not here in the Treasure Valley, there's just some good takeaways. And it's kind of, I feel like sometimes I'm just having coffee with two of my other besties sitting at the table when I'm listening to you talk. I feel like I'm at the, at the table with you guys, just kind of listening to your conversation because it is so relatable. So check out their podcast, check out her website, and we'll have everything linked in the show notes. So before we say goodbye, I always love to ask my guests one last question. What inspires you? You know, my daughters really inspire me just to work hard and provide for them and just not put limits on things, you know, different things that they say they want to do. I'm so inspired. I guess one of my most recent stories is my 13-year-old when she was 12. She said, I'm going to model in New York. And I just thought, wow, you are dreaming big, kid. (laughs) Like, we just got started we'll see. And this past November, she was modeling in New York. And to me, that was just so inspiring because their imagination is just so big and their world is so broad, so much more than I think like when you and I grew up, right? They just, they put it out there. I'm going to do this. And she found a way and, you know, she found different ways to market herself and, you know, did different videos. And it was just, wow. You know, so to me, if a 12 year old can set these big goals and put it out there in the universe, why can't we as adults, you know, set that goal and just go after it. It was just so inspired that, you know, she was going to do that. And same, my, my younger daughter, you know, decided she really loved cheer and she was going to make this competitive team. And I thought, oh my gosh, you've never cheered in your life. And she was watching, you know, different videos and, working with different coaches and they said, well, typically they've got to be in it, you know, a year or two before they make a competitive team. And she said, no, I'm going to do it this year, mom. And a few months later she was on a competitive team. So it's just one of those things like they inspire me to say, yeah, set some goals and go after it because that's exactly what they did. And then they worked really hard to get what they wanted. And so it just goes to show if you want something work for it. I don't have much to say after that because we've all learned that 12 year olds and the youngest generation can inspire us to move past our limiting beliefs and not stay stuck and just take action. And if we could all just dream a little bit more like our younger selves again, I think the world would be a better place. So great. Thank you for coming, Jennifer. It's been great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. And we're going to have to have you on our podcast and talk all about being a twin mom because I'm sure. <laughs> Lots of lessons in that. <laughs> yes. And maybe I can finally share my lessons with other people because, you know, you don't get to, you don't get a do-over with the kid coming behind them. So anyway, click on the link in the show notes to learn more about Jennifer and how she helps other female entrepreneurs, both in her own business, as well as 
leading masterminds. And if you're here in the Treasure Valley, reach out to her because we do have a mastermind, part of our networking group, and we'd love to see you there. We would also love to know how this message inspired you today. Send us a quick message and just to let us know, you can send us a DM or an email or whatever works for you. And remember, wherever you are in your life or your business today, don't stay stuck, keep going and be brave. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you were educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow and leave a review and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you get unstuck in life and business so you can build the life of your dreams. The first step on that journey is learning to calm the chaos and make space for what matters. Get my secret weapon for finding time in your busy life to make good things happen. Just click on the link in the show notes and grab my simple strategies to overcome overwhelm and take back your life. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave.